0: Two. What's going on? There's one Gotti here. With the episode number four of the top of the morning sports show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing today? On this cold Monday. And for the first time this, I guess, fall... I can actually say it feels like cold now. In the DMV area, we have a freeze warning outside. So that should tell you how cold it is. It's one guy here coming on the mic at 9.04. What a day. What a day of football we had yesterday. I mean, good day of football. So many good games. Um We're going to get into it, but before we do that, I want to ask that you guys like this video, subscribe if you're new, and turn on post notifications so you get notified when I go live to do the top of the morning sports show. With that out the way, let's get to opening statements. So opening statements is going to bleed into NFL Rewind of yesterday. Because yesterday was amazing. A a good day of football. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, You got the Bills and Vikings probably the game of the year. Uh, Justin Jefferson going off for a buck and 90 plus yards. Stephon Diggs doing his thing. What a game. Josh Allen looking like he's not hurt. It didn't look like that UCL injury or elbow injury affected him, even though it cost him late in the game with not his elbow, but him per se. What a game. I mean, the Bills literally found a way to piss that game away. Um, And and it was very crazy. And then you go down to Florida. You got the, the, the offense taking care of business. I was wrong on Tua, man, and I know it's it's only been a couple games, you know, uh, uh not a couple games, but only, you know, first time he's really really shown life as a franchise quarterback, and he still has time, and, you know, he still has to prove it and whatnot, and actually, you know, be consistent. But I think this is tour. I think he's arrived, man. And and I and I was wrong. If this is what is gonna be, I was definitely wrong on Tua. But, man, what a day of football. Opening statements, you got that. And then you got my Washington Commanders taking on the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles in an NFC East showdown where Washington is traveling to the link to face the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll get to that later on. In the show, and if we have enough people, I'll put the number up there where you can actually call into the show and have your voice heard. When we get to the preview game, about that. Now, let's see. Let's see what's going on here with the chat. Hold on, give me a second. I don't know why my computer just decided to spaz out like that right now. Let's see what's going on with the chat right quick. You got my man, Kevin the PRF, in the building, Brian Harden, Mike Lee Thomas, Darcy Willis, or Darcy, and Alante. What's going on? How you doing out there? appreciate y'all for coming through this morning. Let me see what's going on with, with the mouse here. I can ride all morning, but as soon as I get on air, it wants to trip out. So, there it goes. Let's kick this thing off by talking about the NFL recap here. Let's see. First thing you have, first game you have is a game we pretty much talked about on Thursday night on, on Friday's episode of the Top of the Morning Show was Panthers and Falcons. I only I to talked too much about that because, again, we talked about that on, on Friday's episode. Let's get into Sunday's action. So first, you have the Seahawks and Buccaneers over in Germany what a game i mean that was that was a that was a good game the bucks are finally starting to uh you know find their stride and and they're looking like the bucks that we were used to for the last two years tom brady had a couple good drives in this game i'm like oh that's vintage brady right there especially down the stretch where the seahawks needed to get off the field and brady said "Uh uh-uh i'm putting this game on ice they get a couple grabs to, uh, you know, a couple good throws to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin across the middle, who's coming back off of an ACL injury. Um, and then they're running back, put it on ice. We're getting two first downs. Brady was outstanding in this game. Um, besides the botch play call where he was that wide receiver and he slipped, he had, she went from t- t- for 22 to 29, 22 for 29, 258, two touchdowns and an interception. They're running back. Rashad, Willett, well, Rashad White, Ricard White was really good in this game. Led them on the ground with 22 carries for 105 yards. Leonard Fournette, 14 for 57. Then their leading receiver, Chris Godwin, 6 receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown. Mike Evans comes in with 5 receptions for 54 yards. And Julio Jones, 3 receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. So. What a game from the Buccaneers! And it looks like that offense is starting to find their way, and um, that's good for them because that NFC South is really wacky. So if they pick the year to get off to a rough start, they would they pick the perfect year because again, they could be five and seven at some point. They could lose the next two games and probably still be in first place. That's how bad this division is in the NFC South. So the Bucks will be just fine, and I think they're going to. Go into this bye week and come out of it and, and just probably run away and hide with the division. That's what I really feel out, uh, feel with this division. Then you go up for the Seahawks, they've been a feel good story all year long. They really have, um, they sit at six and four now. Um, they came into game six and three. Uh, and I'm like, is this Geno Smith? Like, is this really Geno Smith? And, um, i mean from stat wise he, it, he proved it again like yeah this is you know Smith. He, he was solid in the game i know there's a couple passes that he would like to have back you know maybe the one where he threw it a little too high for dk metcalf in the back of the end zone you know every time he tried to get with jump ball uh I know in some plays he would want to have back, but for the most part, he was still solid in this game for 23, 23 for 33, 275, and two touchdowns and no turnovers. Um, he was solid. Then they had Kenneth Walker for 10 carries for 17 yards, so the Bucks did a really good job with shutting him down. DK Metcalf with six receptions for 71 yards. Kenneth Walker, six receptions for 50, 55 yards. And Tyler Lockett for three receptions for 42 and good Goodwin, two receptions for 38 and a touchdown. Tyler Lockhart also had a touchdown, too. I think the Seahawks still sit pretty solid. You know, they they still have a good chance to win the NFC West. Uh, I think it will come down to them and the 49ers. Um, maybe, I don't know if they have a Week 18 matchup uh, later mm-hmm. down the line, but whatever that, that they play the 49ers, that could possibly be for the West. Um the West Division Crown. Let's actually take a look at the Seahawks upcoming schedule and let's see. Do they have uh, a 49ers matchup week eighteen? So no, they don't. They actually play the 49ers for the last time um December 15th on I believe that's gonna be a Monday night or Sunday night game. Um so that that'll be a night game. And uh that possibly but what determines the West uh but again it's still a lot of football left to play up until that point um but let's take a look at their first matchup so the first matchup they uh, actually lost the 49ers so yeah they will have to get back but they're still first in the west as of of right now i mean and if they can continue to win and have that one game lead on the uh the 49ers they could be fine but seattle lost and uh they're now dropping to 6-4, and four, but the Buccaneers seems to be finding their way as they're now 5-5. Five and five. So the next game you have is Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears. Man, I feel for Justin Fields. The guy is special with his legs. Um, when he becomes, and I because I know he will continue to put the work in, when he becomes a prolific passer, like when he continues to improve his passing. And he actually gets weapons around him more than Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney. This Bears team could be really, really solid. You know what I'm saying? They got to upgrade that defense though, because there was no reason this Bears team lost this game. I know a lot of people want to say the refs screwed them and stuff like that, um, but defense, man, it's no way you 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 you, you just you lost this game. There's no way the defense found a way to lose this game. Got no pressure on Jared Goff. Can't believe the Bears lost this game. Another another good performance by Justin Fields, at least through the through the or at least on the ground, where the Bears still lost. Like, if I'm sitting there as a Bears fan, I would be so distraught this morning because it's like, yeah, we're not good. And this is definitely a rebuild year, but considering the considering the fact how the wet uh, the NFC conference is playing out. They're not going they they're not they're not that far from the seventh seed. <laughs> but it's a re-ability year. Don't want to badge too much, but so many close games that they could have won this year. They don't have to be three and seven. But they are. Bad teams find bad way find ways to lose football games all the time. And as for the Detroit Lions, they're not a good football team either. But someone had to win this game. Jerry Goff, 19 for 26, 236 20, yards and a touchdown. Jamal Williams, 16 carries, 59 yards and a touchdown. their lead receiver, 10 receptions, 119 yards, on Ross St. Brown and zero touchdowns. Kenny Reynolds, uh uh Khalif Raymond, rather, came in with the second leading receiver receiver with uh three receptions and 47 yards. So no one really had an explosive day besides Armand Ross St. Brown. They still follow a way to win. Justin Fields, you no, know, 167 yards for the air, two touchdowns and one interception. But more important than that, he had 13 carries, 147 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. The guy's legs is, is outstanding. And if you can't contain this guy, this could be a weekly, this could be a weekly uh, stat. This could be a weekly thing where he's rushing for over 100 yards. Shout out to Justin Fields. Really didn't throw the ball that effectively. Um I mean he had 167 yards, but not really too many people to throw to. Um Chase Paypool for the second straight straight week, really not involved. Darnell Mooney had four receptions for 37 yards, and Colt Komet four receptions for 75 and two touchdowns. So I mean, they still got enough around Justin Fields, man. They need to build more, but as for them, they lost and they fought 3-7 on the year. Next game, Browns Dolphins. Browns absolutely get shredded. 39 to 17. Dolphins improved the 7-3 on the year. And uh, like I said at the top of the show, I think I owe Tua an apology, man. Tua, if this is Tua, he's arrived. He's a franchise quarterback. And again, like I said, he still I know he still has a lot to prove before you get to that aspect of things but if this is him the Dolphins found their guy I mean you can't sit here and argue I mean you can sit and make an argument rather that this is the best offense this year that we're seeing like this offense is outstanding with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and you know um Mike Geseki, building yeah, your on online business. Sides. that offense is amazing. Raheem Mostert in the backfield, it's good. Thirty nine seventeen victory that they have over the uh, the Browns. And as far as the Browns go, before we get to the stats, I know they're just waiting to get get waiting to get Deshaun Watson back about two weeks. But Chico Berset, 22 for 35, 212 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions on the day. Nick Chubb, 11 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. So, for the most part, Nick Chubb was shut down, dare I say. Dare I say shut down? Um,. Their leading receiver, Donovan peoples Jones, five receptions, 99 yards. And the next person was Amari Cooper with three receptions and 32 yards. So nobody really got going for them on through the air. And then as far as the Dolphins goes, Tua, 25 for 32, 285 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. So another marvelous day for Tua. Um they're leading their leading rusher, Jeffrey Wilson. Had a big day, seventeen carries for 119 which is rushing yards, averaged about seven yards a carry, and he had a touchdown on the day. Raheem Mostert next with eight eight carries for 65 yards and a touchdown, and through the air, not really. No, no one was really like amazing today. Then none of the receivers were at least the uh, Jalen Waddle four receptions for 66 yards, then the next receiver Trent Shreffield. He uh four for sixty three, and then Tariq Hill was five for forty four, and then the next person was Alec Ingold for four for forty four, for, uh, 44, so forty five rather. So no one really was that effective, but I mean I guess he just shared the sugar, so no one really had to be the lead dog per se. But yet another good victory for the Dolphins and uh. With the Bills lost, they're now number one in the East. And uh, you got to start talking about the Dolphins winning that division. I know everyone wants to just give it to Buffalo. But you got to start talking about the Dolphins winning the East, the AFC East, because now they got the Texans coming up, with which should be an easy one for them. Then you got a big showdown with the 49ers. But that's definitely a winnable game. And then you got the Chargers, definitely another winnable game. It's going to be hard. Then you got the Bills. December 18th, which could possibly be first place in the division at that point. Then you got the Packers, and and what, which seems like a very winnable game. Patriots, another very winnable game, but it's a division game. And then, then you close out with the Jets, another winnable game, but it's a division game. So their schedule was pretty favorable. They got some tough matchups, but I definitely think they can win all of them. Um, Especially we're starting this next weekend versus the Texans. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Dolphins, man. Again, I owe to if, if this is Tua, okay, and this is what we're gonna get on a weekend weekend basis from Tua to t- Tuggle below. I apologize because this guy looks good. Next game, Broncos Titans, seventeen ten defensive game yet again. Both offenses really struggled this game, but the Titans found out find a way to win. Russell Wilson, 21 for 42, 286 through the uh, air, one touchdown and one interception. Devontae Murray, nine carries for 24 yards. uh, And Cortland Sutton, 66 yards. And uh, that was pretty much it for their stats. Not really too much on the day. And then Ryan Tannehill, 19 for 36, 255 two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Derrick Henry, 19, carries for 53 yards. Um, and I know for uh, for Titans fans, although us as NFL fans on the outside looking at this game, like, man, this y'all boring. This is a bad game. Like, really watch the defensive game, low-scoring game. But I know for Titans fans, they feel so much better. They would much rather have this than Malik Willis last week who literally had 82 yards throughout the whole game. And I think negative, negative yards in, in the overtime. So I know that feels better, and that feels light years better than what they saw last week on Sunday night for versus the Chiefs. So shout out to Titans for getting that done They're leading the AFC South. And uh, more likely than that, we'll win that division. Uh, next game, you got Vikings-Bills. Again, probably the game of the year. All I'm going to say is Justin Jefferson, bro. I mean, the guy from start for the first, for the second straight week opened up the game for a the touchdown. The guy had, was it 66 yards in the first quarter? The guy was uh, outstanding, man. Justin Jefferson has made a case for the best receiver in the league. You had, in my opinion, Bali, the. Top three receivers, two of the top three receivers going at it, going at it in this game, and Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs, and neither one of them disappointed. This man, Justin Jefferson, had ten receptions for one hundred and ninety-three yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, five receptions for forty-nine yards. Also, Dalvin Cook, 14 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown on a day. Kirk Thuggins, or <laughs> what they call him? What they call? Them, I forgot, but I saw it. It was, it was Kirk Thuggins or Kirkko Chains or Perk Thuggins or something like that. 30 for 50, 357 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Don't let like the stat sheet fool you. Although he had two picks, he still showed up when he needed it. When they, when they needed him to. Okay. They showed up when they needed them to. Um made big throw, gave Justin Jefferson a chance. And that's what I got. That's what you gotta like about Kirk Cousins, man. In in doubt, and this is what man. this is what frustrates me so much as a Washington fan, and how ironic because Kirk Cousins is a former quarterback for the Washington commanders this, this is what frustrates me so much as a Washington fan, because they um they never do this. Like, they never do this. When in doubt, Kirk Cousins, anybody for that matter, is going to get the ball to their best receiver. And that was Justin Jefferson yesterday. If Josh Allen was put in that predicament, he would have thrown it to no other than Stefan Diggs. But the Washington Commanders, they don't put, they don't treat Terminal Corn like these guys. And Terry McClorn has proved that he's a number one receiver, got paid like he was one this offseason. They don't do that. Fourth and 18, they throw it to the best receiver. Justin Jefferson climbs it up, climbs the ladder, snags it with one hand, rips it away from the defensive back with one arm, and converts. Then he goes on later to score a touchdown on that drive. Or set them up for a touchdown, I should say. Later on that drive. The guy was outstanding. Okay. Okay. Seriously, making a case for the best receiver in football, but for sure he's top three. And then you switch over to the Bills, 29 for 43, 330 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions for Josh Allen. So how much Kirk Cousins similar in that aspect of things. Don't let it fool you though, because again, when Josh Allen needed, when they needed to make job when Josh Allen needed to make a bigger throws, except for the interception late. That called that would put a seal on the game. He made every big throw. Okay? Had six catch for 84 yards on the ground, too. So that UCL injury does not seem to be affecting him at all. <laughs> Stefan Diggs, another outstanding day. 12 receptions for 128 yards. Averaged a first down, a reception. So Diggs with another good day. Gabe Davis six receptions for 93 yards. Although. <laughs> Was really five receptions for seventy yards because that one catch that they gave him was clearly incomplete, and they didn't they didn't rule they didn't review it or anything, gave him the first down. So you can argue that they shouldn't even have been in that predicament, but also with that being said, Bills found a way to piss this game away. I'm I'm I, if I'm if I'm a Bills fan, I'm so frustrated because they 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 tried to lose this game in every which way. Okay, you're up. You're up double-digit points. It was a 27 to 17. I was talking trash. I'm like, oh my god, look at the Bills. They're about to do what we didn't do last week, and that's what good teams do, and that's closing out. I'm talking trash on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, man, look this, this, this. this the loss to the Vikings hurts so much more because they're not a good team, you know. And the Bills are proving that right now. Had a chance to close it out, they did Okay. And then what really was the nail in the coffin was you get the turnover, okay, or at least you get the stop and fourth and go. It was the QB sneak, Kirk Cousins didn't get it, and you're on the one. Literally all you need to do is fall forward. Josh Allen bobbles the snap, covered by the Vikings in an end zone touchdown. You got to be kidding me if I'm a Buffalo fan. If I was a Buffalo fan, I would be outraged. Then you get to overtime. Not not even overtime because let me let me finish addressing. That. If who's the who's the Vikings kicker again? It's not Greg Zerline, is it? It's not Greg Zerline. It's uh it's uh what's the guy's name? I forgot his name. Let me look it up quickly here. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. But uh their kicker. Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph, if he makes that PH, okay. They're up one after their touchdown, which means the Buffalo Bills can't go down and just kick a field goal. Okay? They have to actually get a touchdown. And who knows? They probably don't do that because it was only, like, 40 seconds left. With, I think they either had a timeout or no timeouts. I can't remember that. But they, don't, they probably don't get a touchdown. But, again, you can never count out the Bills with Josh Allen. But they're not in that predicament if their field goal kicker makes the PAT. But they were. And for the life of me, I can't understand why do coaches play 15 yards off the ball when a, when, a, when a team needs a field goal. It's like you're just giving them free game to get a field goal, man. I, I don't understand it. Like, for the life of me, I can't grasp why they do that. Don't understand it. Too wide up and... Receptions for Dawson Knox. One-handed grabs. and Then another reception. Puts him in field goal range. Tyler Bass knocks it through. Now you're at overtime. I don't understand why coaches do I don't care about, oh, we're trying to keep it in front of us. We're trying to keep it in front of them. You know, keep it in front of us or uh, keep them in front of us, whatever, you know, trying to protect them from going deep. A team's not going to go deep if all they need is a field goal, in there and you're giving them 15 yards every single snap, they're going to take that. so don't need to protect the deep ball. Come up, play man, make the tackle, keep them in bounds. Simple as that. They go over your head, play defense. Don't just give them 15 yards of real estate. I don't get why defensive coordinators do that. But it it turned out to not fight them in the, you know what? Because they end up winning that game. They end up winning that game 33-30 in overtime. And uh, what a game. Man, what a game. I I can't believe that, that happened. And that probably is GOTY game of the year. Ooh. Next game we got here. Texans Giants. Giants win yet another game 24-16 and they're now 7-2 and two in a year. Davis Mills 3 24-16, Davis Mills, 22 for 37, 319 pass yards, touchdown, and interception. Damian Pierce, 17 carries for 94 yards. And their leading receiver was um Jordan Atkins with three receptions for 72. The Titan, the Texans at this point are just fighting for Lovie Smith. And you can't do nothing but you can't do nothing but respect. Can't do nothing but respect. They know they're not a good team. I they know they're rebuilding. But they are just fighting for Lovey Smith. And at some point, hopefully it's not against my Washington Commanders. But at some point, they're going to get that second win on the seat. Because they're close. I had a chance versus Philly last week. I had a chance versus the Giants this week. Hopefully, when it's time for my Washington Commanders, we beat them. We don't give them a chance to stick around. We don't give them a chance to, loot, to, to to possibly steal one at home. No. Just like every other NFC East team is doing, we need to take care of business versus Texas. But again, childs of Texas, they're fighting. Daniel Jones, 13-17, for yard, 97 yards, two touchdowns and no interceptions on the day. Saquon Barkley, oh my lord, I did not see this. 35 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown. Is that just rushing? That's just rushing. My god Saquon Barkley was amazing. I did not know that. That's crazy. Giants win yet another game. Um not saying Mr. Hate on the Giants or whatever, because you gotta you you no matter who you play, you gotta win regardless of the fact. Okay. But not impressed. I'm not impressed with the Giants. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They're 7-2. Okay, They're probably going to get that fifth seed. So, I'm coming on the Dumb and Dallas for that fifth seed that Thursday night. Um, Thanksgiving game is going to be huge. And that could possibly be for seeding. Uh, but I'm not impressed by the Giants. Um, but with that being said, I can't hate them. They're well-coached, and you got to beat what's on your schedule. That's why I hate when teams say, oh, it's, you're playing soft schedule. It's the Texans, it's the, it's the Lions, it's, it's the Jets. Well, the Jets of old, but I hate when teams say that, okay? You got to play who's on your schedule, and that's what the Giants did. They took care of business, and that's all they're doing. And You can't hate them for it, although I'm not impressed by who they're beating. Um, not, not who they're beating, but how they're winning, I should say. Just because I'm not impressed how they're winning, they still got to win, and they're finding a way to do that. Shout out to the Giants, man. Hopefully, when by the time y'all get to us, we can beat y'all twice. because We play y'all by it, and then us by it, and then we play y'all again. So hopefully, we can beat y'all, but hats off to Brian Dable and company, man. Can't do nothing but hey, uh, respect that. Giants, or Jaguars, sorry. Jaguars Chiefs next game. Chiefs took care of business. It was closer than what I thought. Trevor Lawrence had a solid day. 259, two touchdowns. ETN 11 carries 45 yards. But the Chiefs finally to win. Patrick Mahomes, 331 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Another marvelous day by Patrick Mahomes. Guys, outstanding. He's amazing. The Chiefs improved at seven and two the 7-2 in a year. Jaguars, four, three and seven Lead receiver, Isaiah Poncho. 6% for 81 yards. Marquez Badezca, 3 for 60 yards. Kadarius Tony, 47 for 57 yards on a touchdown. All three of those guys got a touchdown. And you already know Travis Kelsey got a touchdown. Duh. Travis Kelsey. I'll say this about the Jet about the Chiefs. I don't know how people thought they were going to fall off. I mean, I understand Tyreek Hill was a big part of their offense, don't get me wrong. But they have Patrick Mahomes. Okay. They got Patrick Mahomes. That's all you need to be competitive. I will say this, though, in this game, Juju Smith-Schuster took a nasty hit where his body locked up. You never like to see that, man. But uh, hopefully, Juju's okay, because he's a good guy. He's a huge part of his offense. And uh, just more importantly, you never like to see guys like that happen have to guys. You know, injuries like that happen to guys. You don't like injuries at all, but you especially don't like scary injuries like that where his body just locks up. Seeing that what happened to a, his body just locked up, you hate to see that. But hopefully, Juju's okay. 17, 27-17, final score. Chiefs moved to 7-3. Next team got Steelers, Saints. This game shouldn't have been 20-10. Steelers should have run away with it, but they're not a good team this year. So they didn't do that. They got T.J. Watt back, which made a huge difference because it's like when they have T.J. Watt, the whole defense knows how to play. When they're not with T.J. Watt, they forget how to play football. Andy Dawkins, 17 for 27, 174 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Alvin Kamara, 8 carries, 26 yards. Saints fall 3 7 on a year. Not a good year by the Saints. Not a good year. Kenny Pickett, 18 for 30, a buck 99 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Najee Harris found a way to finally have a good game. 20 carries for 99 yards, looking like the rookie year Najee Harris. Really good day from him. Kenny Pickett had eight carries and 51 yards on touchdown. Let's look at the TJ Watt status if he had any impact on the game today. I just want to see. Um, did TJ Watt have any defensive impact today? I'm pretty sure he did, but let's just see. T.J. had two tackles. So he didn't have a huge impact on the day, on yesterday's game. But it just seems like when he's in the lineup, they just figure out how to play football. But shout out to them, get another win. Next day, you got Colts, Raiders. Jeff Saturday's coaching debut. A lot of people made a lot of noise about it. How... Um, you know it's not fair that guys that's been there all training camp long through through the you know hard work sweat and tears staying late at night game planning with these guys working day in day out and then Jeff Saturday gets hired a lot of people making a lot of noise about that Jeff Saturday makes his coach debut and he gets to win versus a bad Raiders football team Matt Ryan who you know, originally they said Sam Allen was going to be the starter for the remainder of the year. New coaching staff in there, or new head coach, rather. He says, nah, we're going to put Matt Ryan back out there. 21 for 28, 222, and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor looking like the old Jonathan Taylor from last year. 22 carries for a buck 47, 6.7 yards a carry, and a touchdown. Matt Ryan had a crazy run this game, had like a 39-yard run. Paris Campbell, 7 receptions 76 yards. And I believe he had a touchdown on that day. Kylan Grayson, 44 uh, four, seven, 57 yards. Michael Piven, 7 receptions 53. Solid day from the Colts, man. Um, and as far as the Raiders, they suck. Okay. Josh McDaniels, is the worst head coach I've ever seen. Him and the Nathaniel Hackett are trying to outdo each other. They're both terrible. Derek Carr, 248, two touchdowns. 21 carries for 70 yards. And what's crazy about this team is they have, solid, they have some talent. They have talent on this roster. Devontae Adams, nine carries or nine receptions for 126 yards at a touchdown. I feel bad for him. But at the end of the day, I know I don't because he chose this team. Okay, He wants to go here with his best friend in Derek Carr. Foster Moreau, three receptions for 43 yards, the next closest person to Duante Adams, but. Next game, you got Cardinals, Rams. Cardinals to win 27-17. Rams not looking good. Okay. I think this is their this is their reality. No Matthew Stafford today. Cooper Cup got hurt, avoided a scary injury, but he still got hurt today. Rams stink this year, man, and I don't see them turning around. So does the Cardinals, but they found a way to win, and um, that's all you can do. That's all you can act for. 27-17 victory. Next day, you got Packers-Cowboys. Yet another good game. NFL game of the week on Fox. Seems like the Cowboys are always in NFL games of the week, right? But NFL game of the week on Fox. Cowboys lose. It's always a good day when that happens. 31-28. Packers win Dak Prescott 27 for 46 26, 265 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions Tony Pollard, 22 carries 115 yards Um, Was Zeke Elliott? I don't think Zeke was hurt this game. I just think he didn't play I'm not sure though. I think he might have been still hurt Um, Let's see here Michael Gallup, four receptions for 35 yards. CeeDee Lamb had a good day. Uh, 11 receptions for 150 yards. 13.6 yards to carry. So, yeah, two touchdowns on the day, and he had a first down catch. So, a good day for CeeDee Lamb. Uh, but it wasn't enough. It's funny how <laughs> the Packers get nine points on the day last week versus the Lions, but they come home, and they uh, beat the Dallas Cowboys not only beat the Dallas Cowboys, but get thirty points put on their head. And I picked the Packers this week in my in my weekly in my weekly predictions video. I said the Packers were going to win this game. Could you? I just had a feeling, and they did that. Maybe this is the turning point for the Packers. Christian Watson had himself, and they had three touchdowns on the day. This is the this is the game that they were expecting to see, or that they were waiting to get from their their second round rookie. Christian Watson had himself a day, man. Next game, Sunday night game, 16-22 victory for the 49ers over the Chargers. This sucks because we're in that 7th seed chase, and uh, we needed them to lose. But, I mean, there's still a lot of football left, and we still play the 49ers. So, we still have everything we want in front of us as a Washington Commanders fan. But we first got to take care of business tonight. But... um They did beat the Chargers, and the Chargers had every chance to win this game. You know what I'm saying? And they found a way to lose. Uh, You know, they couldn't get anything really going through the air. Justin Herbert tried his best, you know, with DeAndre Carter, Josh Palmer. But you're not going to win games with DeAndre Carter, Josh Palmer as your receiver, okay? You need Keenan Allen. You need Mike Williams, okay? You need more than just Austin Eckler out there. You need more. And unfortunately they didn't get that last night and they couldn't score touchdowns. They they kick kick field goals and the 49ers, they uh they got an extra touchdown. I mean you can argue and say if Brandon Ayuk doesn't drop that touchdown pass, this game's not even close. So that's that. Herbert, 21 for 35, 196 yards on the day, a touchdown and an interception. And then Austin Eckler, six carries for 24 yards. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, World War Three wants to have it outside my window right now, if you hear that in the background. But, again, Chargers doesn't have enough on offense with no Cam Allen and, and no Mike Williams, so. As far as the 49ers goes, Jimmy Garoppolo 19 for 28, 40 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. This is Jimmy Garoppolo. Be a game manager, don't turn over the ball. That's what he did. Elijah Mitchell 18 carries, 89 yards. Christian McCaffrey 14 carries, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, six 84 yards. And they fought away the to win. So that's. NFL Week 10 Recap. And uh, for me personally, it was a good week of picking games. Really was. I don't know about you out there, but my pick game, when I picked games this week, I did a really good job. Now, let's move over to the final segment of the day, and that's going to be Washington versus Philadelphia Equals preview. Just let me get some shout-outs to people in here, though, before we do that. Feel the Burn, what's going on? Good morning, Phil the Burn. Welcome to the top of the morning show. My man Dave in here was good, Dave. Dave says they just activated Chase Young. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. It says, Ian Rappaport just put out a tweet and said, the commanders are not activating star pass versus Chase Young off IR for tonight's game against the Eagles. Sources said, Young coming back for ACL tear is close to being ready, and there is a real chance he makes his debut next week if all goes well at practice this week. So he's there, they, they are not activating Chase Young. Brian Harden, what's going on? How you doing, my man? Appreciate you for coming through this morning. Alante, what's going on? All right, let's get to the preview of this game. I will say this, though, before we get into it. I did not know Jordan Davis was on IR. Okay, I did not know Jordan Davis was on IR. So that's huge. They had him in week three, the first matchup of the game, the first matchup we had. They did pre, they had him, but they won't have him tonight. Okay, and that makes a huge difference for our ability to run the ball. That's one weakness about this Eagles team that they can't really stop the run. So with no Jordan Davis in the middle, we may have a good day on the ground. This may be a big day for Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Okay? We need to find a way to win this game, first of all. We need to find a way to win this game. Um... We have a good chance. I feel good about today's game. I really do. We're getting Jahan Dodson back. His first time playing since week four. Terry, scary Terry. Going up against Darius Slate. Take care of business, Terry. Curtis Sam, get him involved. I want to see more of Marty Rodgers today. Okay. This do not be the first time the Eagles have seen the team for the second time this year. Why not be the first time, to, why not be the first thing to beat them this year? Why not? Why not? Let's get it done, ladies and gentlemen. I really don't have much to say. About this preview game, I wanted to have people call in, but it's obviously not a lot of people in here. Which I'm not, you know, mad about it all because this is a new series I'm starting. So the more I do it, the more people are gonna come through. Um, but I really don't have much about to say. I already did my preview video on, on, on Saturday. Check that out if you haven't already. But get it done. We match up well against them. I'll be live for the game tonight at 8 p.m. So hope to see you guys over there for the live play-by-play get it done that's all I'm gonna say why not let's let's be the first team to beat them I feel good about this game I really do I think we have a good chance to finally be Phil the burn before I get out of here I will answer this question the says Terry stat line I'm gonna say Terry goes nine receptions 82 yards two touchdowns turn Cole's gonna have a day okay But yeah, man. There you have it. That's the top of the morning show for this morning. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your morning. See you back bright and early on Wednesday for the show. As always, and Boy Wine Gaddy. Stay tuned for tonight's game. If you want to come through and watch the game with me, I'll be live for the Washington Commanders versus Philadelphia Eagles game. Hope to see you guys over there. As always, been Boy Wine Like, comment, subscribe, hello to watch the Commanders and every team. Out there, good luck remaining the way, except for the NFC East. Hope everybody sucks. <laughs> it's like, <no. laughs> It's always me, i No, Ace.